is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. You just dial on in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. And yes, it is Thanksgiving, and we are here Live in the studio. Thanksgiving 09, just in case you think that we're recycling last year or several years ago Thanksgiving. And, Thank and we, may, we may very well uh, recycle the Thanksgiving story. We do tend to... I don't uh, have that tonight. Uh, we can find it. I, it. I mean, it's, it's out there. We, because we've read it on the airs, uh, you know, year after year, it is prevalent all over the internet now. People are. I'd rather take your it. calls. I'd rather, oh, uh, you know, you know, open the phones as we always do at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Of course, it is Thanksgiving. Uh, you're certainly welcome to tell us what you are thankful for. Uh, at 800-259-9231. Otherwise, it's, you know, free talk live as it normally is. In fact, you know, what would be fun, Mark, is to actually have someone audit. All of the other talk shows, like all the major talk shows, the top. We were just looking at the what was it, the top fifteen uh, talk shows the other night, looking at top the numbers. 12. And wouldn't it be kind of interesting to uh, actually send somebody to check all of those shows and see how many of them are actually live? It on wouldn't be interesting. Be, it wouldn't be good for us to do because uh, none of them are live. And well, wait, how do you know that? You have to audit them to find out. It's There's speculation a on my part. There is a, well, now, wait right. a minute. Wait a minute. There's a chance they could have some fill-in host who is live, right, on a, th- on a Thanksgiving. There's a chance. Right, but there? that's still um, inadequate. It's still a you know, lesser thing. I mean, you know. It's, it's live, though. That's what I'm talking about. You I think understand none live's of them good, live. but you get Free Talk Live's live hosts tonight. That's true. This, I mean, this is it. This is it, the real deal. Like we matter. 800-259-9231. We will take your calls about anything. Coming up, I want to talk about the side hug. We have to talk about the side hug. I, I just, think we should do it now. I mean, I was I, hugging people. I was front hugging people earlier today, and I feel very sinful and dirty now. Well, we're gonna get to it. I, I promise you. Come I just on, need man. To audit the, I have to check the audio. I don't know if they're gonna curse in this thing. No, they don't curse. It's a Christian video, dude. You think that they're... I mean, come on. No, he's I, he's I just right. Need... It's a Christian... It's like they're singing this about okay. a Christian side hugger. What, what is it? Set it up, Mark. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it this segment. We will do it, though, because well, I'm going to check the audio levels. Just make sure it's okay. Okay. Um, I, got the, I got it from Jason Osborne. Sent it to me. He said that uh, if I don't talk about this immediately, that uh, our show isn't worth crap. <laughs> and uh, he's right. You know, I mean, immediately upon reading this article, I knew intuitively, right in, down to the core of my being, that in fact, front hug are sinful because i know what i'm thinking when i hug a hot girl from the front i know what i'm thinking so right? it's true <laughs> that I usually, I usually cut the buttocks myself when i'm getting yeah. a front hug so. it's a, yeah it's a good way to do it yeah i so i mean this they're here on the huffington it's straight from the huffington post christian youth groups finally have an alternative to the normal front hug as we know <laughs> face-to-face embraces run the horrific risk of clothed crotch grazes uh, the you're more likely to kiss somebody too if you're hugging on the front. The Christian side hug that um, has, as the kids call it, uh, rid, rids us of sin, as only uh, below the belt contact with uh, would be with this, uh, some good old fashioned hip to hip action. To help the side hug fad sweep the nation, let us present these this hardcore rap song. Yep, side hugging has hit the streets. The group um, has as many MCs What's as the, the group. Um, Wu Tang Clan, no. <laughs> no. Um, and as much not. power as a barbershop quartet. <laughs> Look out for the uh, 
No, it says the group has as many MCs as the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. not the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. As many MCs as. Um, ominous sirens blasting on the track. Clearly, these are gangsters on the run from the law, probably from uh, side-hugging up a storm. One MC wearing his bandana, Tupac-style, no less, admits to taking part in the forbidden front hug, but don't worry, God, he's married. <laughs> At the, the end, they uh, also. So you can front hug once you've gotten married. Is that the idea? Well, yeah, you can front hug uh, in I private. Mean, in private, yeah. not in public. Yeah, of never be. Not. You know, there's certainly God has no uh, prohibition on people hugging. Um, you know, a man and a woman hugging that are married. No, but Christian music is couldn't hug other people's wa- husbands or wives because that right. would be sinful. <laughs> Christian music is. <laughs> They've got some interesting stuff out there. Not that I've heard very much of it, but, I mean, they have Christian, apparently Christian rap. They have Christian Hardcore death metal. rap. I mean, this is, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means, hardcore rap. I don't, I don't know how you can on hard- its way out pretty what, soon. What? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Stuff, Christian, what? What do you mean? All this stuff. The, the, all the heavy this, rap? Chris, well, this fundy Christian stuff. It's got to be on its way out. <sighs> Does it feel like it's on the decline, question. or is it just that I've not paying as much attention to it? Yeah, you don't run in those circles. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the amount of people who are overtly religious certainly differs in in uh, areas across the country. I don't recall what the statistics are for up here in the uh, the Northeast here in, in New Hampshire, um, but certainly it's not like it is in the Bible Belt. So I guess it all depends on where you are. And and if you aren't running in those circles, then you wouldn't know. I mean, if, if you were going to church and hanging around people that listen to music like the side hug, then you would... Maybe you would not believe that. Uh, maybe you'd think that everybody is a Christian, or maybe you'd. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know because everybody I know is most people I know are not uh, practicing Christians. They're not. Most people I know are unchurched or atheists. I I can I can only draw the conclusion that uh, that 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 some you know smart guy is. Uh, it, it, you know, it ferreted out this this new extra sin, uh, which is the front hug, and that he's uh, you know <laughs> using the the um, you know the popular venue of rap music to uh, right. to spread the um, you know the, the Christian side hug, which well, is maybe it's always been popular amongst the Christian community, and maybe now we're just finding out about it thanks to the magic of YouTube and the well, internet. It, I. I I, I it would know. just depend, right? It would depend on how fundamental the church is. I mean, just because we're sitting here thinking that uh, maybe this fundamentalism in Christianity, organized Christianity, is on the decline, at the same time, I know that Sunday morning people pack themselves into their cars and they yeah. head on out and they, they go to and fill the churches here in the area, and I'm sure they do it around you. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to uh, to hear some numbers on that. I know that certainly it's declined over in the U.K. I'm not sure about here. And Europe. And Europe, okay. Yeah. Not that they've got anything good going on there, so, you know, I don't know. The toll-free number here, maybe you know a little bit more about this than we do at 800-259-9231. We'll take your calls. You know, one of the biggest problems I have with sort of the fundamentalist doctrine is that – one should be moral for the sake of going to heaven or doing what is, you know, makes God happy. And I think that that in and of itself is dangerous because one should be moral because being moral works. Mm-hmm. It is the best system for getting what you want in the world, which is happiness and prosperity and, um, you know, all the things that one wants, one generally gets from being moral. And being immoral is a poor way to get and If things. you want other people to treat you well, you treat them well mm-hmm. and so on you know so i you know that's that's what i find you know the most dangerous thing about uh, you know religions where there's a reward uh, you know carrot stick scenario 
yeah, it doesn't really – they're doing it for some sort of unseen benefit down the line, right. whereas and, you and can do it for the reasons that benefit you today. What's holy about that? What is, what is uh, sanctified about that? What's good about doing something in order to get a reward in the end? Yeah, it's like you're trying to get I into act a club. In a, I act in a moral fashion because I believe that acting in a moral fashion is, you know, the, I guess I am doing it for a reason. You know, I, I suppose it's as good as reason as any. Um, but I'm, I'm doing it because I believe that it's a system that works here now, today. Well, what a backward system, right? I mean, you've got people like us sitting here, uh, maybe three pantheists in the room. I know, Dale, you were definitely coming pretty, in that direction. Pretty close. I, I just don't really like the term. But, right. I mean, it, I don't pretty, like it, it describes me, actually pretty well okay yeah i've tried to find a, a different one i know there's the you know, there's, no, no, there's, the, there's uh, the inherent like the uh, the the equating to god and or theist of course and so but the, I, then, and the term i think the term god is kind of poisoned because it's it conjures that uh that big man in the sky kind of for me at least that connotation of uh someone looking down and judging you in this monotheistic well, kind of even um even more progressive views of god are not really in line with what I tend the way I tend to look at the universe. I mean, I, I still don't think of it as as that. I mean, you know, it implies sort of omniscience and omnipotence, or some kind of something being above humans and 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 separate, or you know, whatever. It's just doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, I think the implications are very mixed depending on who it is you talk to. So I, I for one, am not a big fan of that word. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But we come, uh, we come back to the Christian side hug here in moments, and we'll talk a little bit more about you know the idea of why people think hugging is bad. I'd like to investigate that. And if you are somebody that thinks that, love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, That is hugging outside of marriage. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, Thanksgiving Day edition. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. It is Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind, whether you want to tell us what you're thankful for today, or whatever's on your mind goes. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, and they're totally free at freetalklive.com. All right, so we are going to uh, take your calls about whatever you want. But first, I promised the uh, the Christian side hug. And I guess we can give you enough uh, uh, to give you a taste. I don't know if I want to play all four minutes of this. No, four minutes sounds too too, too much. Yeah. I, I think that, that that first bit is just really great. Okay, here we go. This is it. 
gunshots. Right, right. I don't know who these people are yet. I still haven't found that out. I think it's Christian Sidehug. I'm not sure. The, the name of their band? Uh, that's the impression I'm getting. I don't know or care very right. much. So Do you think gunshots sound right. like here's, here's one thing that bothers me about this. We get the Here you have the, uh, the, the, the gangster rapper type thing going on. Yeah. And they've got gunshots. I'm going to only assume that that's the noise I'm hearing. And police sirens. What? See, that offends me so much more than front hugs. <laughs> okay, Jesus so what is loves gunshots. So are they shooting at the cops? Are the cops shooting people? Um, uh, I mean, what, what's going on here? Were they shooting amongst each other and the cops are coming to break it up? What is this shooting going on here? And uh, does like it have a, anything to do with hugging? It's like it's just being included to make it rap-like without that's thinking exactly about why. what it means. That's exactly it, but that's... <laughs> so that, that's the problem if i in mixed message <laughs> if, if i include the sound of a uh, of a good old ghetto style beat down and a uh, girl getting raped in the uh, in, a, in a back alley does that give it more authenticity and is that therefore more christian well, I don't know, but they call themselves Rough Riders, and yeah. <laughs> I went to UrbanDictionary.com to find out exactly what that is. It is an increasingly popular name for new gangs after DMX's retirement. The most popular is, that DMX being a rapper, uh, the most popular is the mainstream bike stunt crew. Wait, There's, I thought it was a cheap condom. Well, it's also a cheap condom. Okay. <laughs> okay. So either way, I don't know if that's very Christian either, but let's see what they have to say. Yeah. The, the place is packed, by the way. I mean, you were talking about is it's uh, easy though. To, they take the church group, fill the fill the uh, the the van up, and then they drive. Tell people. everybody, hey kids, free rap concert. Right, just that's how it goes. I'm you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a caricature of rap. Can, can they also light up a blunt on the stage <laughs> as, uh, as rappers, oh, yeah. as rough riders? <laughs> More police sirens. I love the, the dance that goes with it. You know, the sl- slinging the arm one yeah. way and slinging the arm the other. I'm a, I'm a Christian rough rider. All right, what else do you need to know? Right. No front hugs and no kissing. Yeah. Right. Because God doesn't like touching. Christians have always been so much more tolerant of violence than than sex. At least the ones, uh, you know. As long as it's directed at the right people. As you know, this it's like sex. It's, you know, it's about, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. That's just, it's you it's know, like right. you almost, you, they're almost fabricating more things for people to feel guilty about. Like, oh, no, people are right. people are starting to feel like secure in themselves and, and doing their own thing. And they're not being obedient to us. So we need to give them some, some things to be guilty about. You know, that we can save them from themselves and, you know, why they need to be so, you know, strictly no obedient human. to this higher authority, which God's is very parental no kissing? and, you know, analogous no to, kissing. Parents, parent, uh, to parenting. Is holding hands acceptable, too? I mean, is that going to be in verse 2 that, you know, that's a no-no? you got to put gloves on or something? I, 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 I'm stupefied that, uh, that, that they would it, – it, I can't imagine too many kids out there thinking that this is, you know, like legit and accepting this as, as you know. To me, this is a fabrication for parents to, you know, feel okay about rap or something. I don't have any idea. I, Just, I don't know either. Uh, if you would like to speculate on this, maybe you have been deep within the, the Christian 
scene, the Christian youth scene, and you know what goes on. Would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. When I was going to youth group, I was making out with girls at the at the church, you know, like right there. Oh, really? So This makes me think back on Jesus Camp. Did you ever watch that? Oh, yes. I, I still, that what the very poignant scene for me is this young kid, um, you know, they're telling everyone to share and just be honest, and he's talking about his doubts about the existence of God. Mm-hmm. And everyone's eyes, you look at the audience and their eyes are really big and they all look absolutely terrified. Like he is breaching <laughs> he the unbreachable subject. Say, you know, they're all there to reinforce what is already sure. this very fragile notion. And so they have to they have to reinforce for each other, you know, because because facts sure aren't doing it. And right. Logic and, uh, doesn't work. And, and so they have to do that for each other. And that's what, you know, they're all getting together to maintain this 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 house of cards, this very fragile belief system. And this, and this kid was being it. honest, right? And uh, you know, and later on, he's like, "No, no, I'm okay now. I believe in God." You know, but <laughs> he, you know, he's he's expressing himself honestly that I really have these moments. He's like, "I have these moments where I don't believe in God," and and uh, which is totally normal. And he, you know, but everyone just looks terrified. Yeah, it was a great film. I uh, I enjoyed that one and would recommend it. Uh, 800-259-9231. Also, of course, one of the more creepy scenes is where they're worshiping at the uh, the cutout of George W. Bush. Yeah, that was pretty eerie. Uh, so we go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Have you been in the Christian youth movement? Do you know what this is all about? And how seriously do the Christian youths, or if you will, the people that are absorbing these messages actually take them when they see a, a video, a rap video called Christian Side Hug? 800-259-9231. Meantime, you can bring up anything. It's John in Texas on the live Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. John, what are you thankful for today? Hey, how's it going? Uh, well, I'm thankful for getting through first of all oh that uh, wasn't hard you're the first caller the whole the whole show <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well i guess uh i don't know there's, there's a lot of things to be thankful for a lot of things to gripe about you know how it is but uh you know i'm calling in first of all about all that rap stuff and rap videos you know i'm in my i'm in my mid-20s and i'm personally completely sick of how everybody tries to behave like a thug and yeah. glorify being a thug. It's ridiculous and dumb, and they need to stop it already. It's getting really old. When are they and going to stop? That's what I'd like to know, because I saw somebody pushing a stroller down uh, the street with the, kind of the, the yo boy, I think it's called the yo boy hat is what I understand, or they, it's the yo boy look. Uh, this is a new term for me. Uh, they, it's got that flat brim, and they wear it crooked, on basically just with sitting a, up on top of their with head. With a sticker still on it. Whatever, man, the, the tags, who knows? I don't know. All, what all I the, know is, is it's a lot easier to pretend to be a thug than it is to actually get out there and try to be a success at something. It's a lot easier to look dumb. It's really, true. But well, maybe here's the, maybe there's going to be a silver lining here. Maybe uh, the thug generation, if you want to call them that, or these uh, you know the certain section of the generation X and Y, whatever they're called, generation Ot, is that it? Um, maybe the the thugs will breed because they are breeding quickly uh, many of them have children and yeah, maybe that frightens me but, but, huh? but here's what i'm thinking maybe because children are rebellious toward what their parents do and what their parents say then maybe they will rebel away from the thug uh kind of look and style and demeanor and maybe rebel into responsible young adults i don't know i think it's possible right uh, I'll bring it back here if you have more comments, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And maybe we'll share a little more of uh, of the side hug. I still need to listen to a little more see what it's like. It's Free Talk Live. 
Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. It's a live Thanksgiving Day edition. We'll take your calls at 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. We've got live streams. There's a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam, and the Free Talk Live listen lines are apparently back online. Uh, we uh, remedied that problem last night, so they should be working as well. You can get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And if you want to be much better able to bring the groceries back from the car, I can do it all in one trip now, thanks to the TOTASAC. T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. I've got two of them, just two. That's all I need is uh, in the back of the car. Mark, I think you've got a family pack because, uh, well, you do have a family. I've got more than one car, too. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the way I go to the grocery store in, at least. And uh, and I just load up all the groceries on this wonderful little handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. You can get yourself a family pack at TOTASAC dot com. And that's T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. They carry more than you can, a lot more, totasac dot com. As we continue here, we're uh, going to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Plus, maybe a little bit more from the side hug, the Christian side hug, which is a, a rap video. And I'm not sure how long it's been around, but we played a clip from it earlier. And it's just amazing that there are actually people seriously saying... You shouldn't be hugging people from the front. You should not hug your friends. You should not hug your your loved ones, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, from the front. You need to learn how to do a side hug. That's what the rap song's all about. But let's go back to John in Texas. I believe you had a a few more comments for us, so go right ahead, John. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Just real quick, I was going to say also, the main reason I called in was because I'm wondering what's going on here. Uh, I'm obviously a U.S. citizen. I live here in the U.S., and... um, just recently, I got back from Tokyo, and I was wondering. I mean, it's an amazing city. It's just, just uh, anything. It's just amazing. I mean, if you've ever been there, you you'll understand. But uh, one thing that I I get from just Japan in general, as opposed to the U.S., is they have amazing. It's just uh, amazing over there, and here it's kind of mediocre. Yet I hear a lot of. Uh, People in the U.S. always—it's almost like, um, I guess you would say, uh, um, foolish pride or whatnot. Uh, they keep touting about how the U.S. is the best at this and best at that, and uh, yet when I went to Japan, they had a lot of things that were just mind-boggling, and and I didn't hear one Japanese person. And I spoke to a lot of people there, you know, and uh, you know, I have different friends over there, and I spoke. You know, I didn't hear one person touting how Japan was good. It's almost like every time I hear someone say that from the U.S., it it makes me feel like if they're just trying to convince themselves yes. uh, of its superiority. And also, um, you know, I think a lot of people are in denial about how China actually owns our whole economy. And they can they don't you know, everyone's talking about how um, people are test firing missiles or whatnot. But what they need to understand. 
what what they need to understand is that China can do away with us just with just by cutting us off and well, but they won't be doing that. I mean, there's no reason for China to cut anybody yeah, I off. That. They've, and, they've got uh, economic reasons to continue doing business, but nonetheless, I think your assessment of the denial is absolutely spot on. I think a lot of Americans are suffering heavily uh, from that. And, of course, it's in the government's best interest to propagate this concept that this is the best darn government and the best darn country in the whole world. It always has been. It always will be. It's now, America, yeah, darn it. Nationalism, I think, has often been about trying to pump up your own self-esteem in a very artificial manner. I mean, if you look yeah. at, like, white nationalism, the, the, you know, white supremacy, I can't uh, – it's amazing the low life that kind yeah. of has to convince themselves that they're better by putting down other people. And that's what a lot yeah, of it comes like to, Because I belong to this group, I'm better than this other group. You know, and that group think is a is a source of artificial self esteem for them. You know. Yeah, and I'd like to. I, I I wish people would differentiate between the American people and the American government more because there is a difference. Uh, the yes. government is arrogant. The people are decent here in this country. And another thing is, uh, you know, all this healthcare babble and all this nonsense that I'm hearing about. Look, I mean. Oh, um, they, what they need to do is look at France's model. I know France is a big bureaucracy and, and whatnot, but they need to look at France and just people there have such quality of life that it's unbelievable. I mean, we, we would probably, hmm. we would kill ourselves. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard great things about Europe personally, as far as well, uh, quality of Britain or whatnot. Britain, I mean, I've heard bad things about Britain, but I, I don't yeah. know. How about but, we just uh, have freedom? How about that instead of, you know, all this being there, like other countries? You can't just say it's better or we're not or, or it's not that simple because it really just depends on what the aspects you're talking about. But, I mean, well, I think a, a lot of it is... Here. What's that? We're talking about a social issue here here in the U.S. where where there... I, I, I mean, you know, just look. I don't know where, you, where you're, at, you're at, but uh, pretty much, you know, I've been all over, and I'm sure you have too, all over the U.S. And people, it, one common thing is they're completely celebrity obsessed. They're into like a false reality that's so crazy. It's so crazy, and it gets annoying that you can't talk to anybody about real issues or re- real anything. Oh, I, I share that. I share that frustration, but you don't think that exists in France? It's like, well, I think I think they're more open to different ideas. How I know long did Japan, you spend there? Instance, How long did you spend in France? Excuse me. How long did you spend in France? I only, I'm not talking about France in general. I only spent a week oh. in France. I've been to France before, but only for a week. Okay. For a so holiday. then you're not really in a position to comment on how pop culture obsessed the people in Europe are. Then no, but I I was in Tokyo for two months, and I could tell you first of all, uh, Japanese people are just uh, I would say they're you know I've been obviously I live here, so I could. Say you know even even myself I mean I I felt like a slob there to be honest I felt like um, like Maybe they had you are more slob. social value <laughs> than than most people here and they had more respect hmm. than people here I guess uh, uh, whatever I mean it just depends I guess of, it just depends you, on the you watch Japanese in. game shows where they play pranks on people with hidden cameras and I love each other. Yeah, and game shows where they get hit in the crotch towards, towards, and uh, the American like uh, spike TV type thing. I don't think that's an actual Japanese cultural thing. 
And, and the you don't think it's is, a natural cultural thing. I, well, I don't know how natural it is, but it's a cultural thing because those shows exist, and there are all kinds of strange, and, violent, and I don't know. I don't bizarre. watch Spike TV. I, can, I see some of it online and stuff. It's and not really available here. All I'm here. saying is, is people here. I think they're they're in big denial. Like it's almost like when you try to talk in reality, uh, in in real terms to them, like about real things that are going on. They they kind of. It's almost like you're crashing their world. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I just think that. you're oversimplifying things. I mean, it'd be better to talk, if you want to talk about in any certain respect, like comparing police states, I think we're worse than France. Comparing socialism, we're, I don't know, we're actually catching up to them very quickly, okay, maybe, but just different health. things, you know. How about comparing health as far as uh, the health of the people of the, of the country? Well, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's fair because um, the United States is a um, it's a melting pot. Have you heard that term before? And um, they so you have a lot of different cultures eating lots of different foods with lots of different cultural backgrounds. You compare that to Japan, where they eat a lot of burnt food and a lot of raw fruit food, and they basically genetically very similar. Um, like it's it's an unfair uh, examination. Do you know what I mean? Well, I can tell it's you, in really France, objective there's comparison. a lot of Russians living there. There's people from all over. There's people from Japan living there. There's people from all over. It's not just uh, just a bunch of uh, French. Uh, cannolis or anything going on you know what i mean what he's trying to point out though is that their behavior is in terms of like the kinds of food they eat and the kinds right. of uh, activities they engage in they're they t- you know, a lot more physically active than americans and things and again we look at things like that it's country. much more consistent uh, versus and, and, here where uh, there's all kinds of different things and, and and a lot of sort of cultural experiments going on look at land mass the u.s is huge in comparison i mean you've got a whole lot of different places here in the united states and a lot and like you're saying we're different groups of people within those places. Why, why do people still believe global warming also? What? Why? I don't know. Thanks <laughs> for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I share a lot of your concerns. I really do. I just, you know, I'm not going to make blanket statements about other people around the world, especially not having spent a whole lot of time around them. Blanket statements yeah. are fun, and they don't require you to think as much. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231, but certainly a number of Americans do suffer from denial. Absolutely. A good, good percentage of what he said was true. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Service restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Thanksgiving Day edition. We're here taking your calls about whatever you want and sharing with you this new rap sensation. Well... It's the Christian side hug. That's uh, that's what we're talking about. Apparently, within the world of organized Christianity, there's a rap group, and I'm not still have not yet been able to. Fig- I still have not been able to figure out who these people are. But uh, when I went and I looked for hoax Christian side hug hoax on uh, when I start page that uh, I found that somebody claimed that they did not believe it was a hoax because the video allegedly came from a conference. So this wasn't just necessarily people 
Marcus, we had speculated uh, just kind of pulling kids in from off the streets or whatever, say, hey, kids, it's a free concert. This is, uh, but it's a, they, a conference where. But people... they had a conference already, so the the crowd was built in. Yeah. So they trotted out their, uh, you know, the lame rappers here. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think... mean, I don't know much about rap music, but I can tell you these are lame. Well, maybe, but these the kids that attend these might actually think they're really, really good. So I, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. In case you're just tuning in, let's give you a little sample here of what we're talking about. So there's the gunshots again. I, I just I, I just can't get over the gunshots in this uh, and, and the police sirens in this. I, I mean, what? They're worrying about being sinful by giving a a, 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 hot, a hug from the front, which I can tell you, when I've uh, you know given hugs you know when, in my younger days to younger girls, I was being sinful. I can assure you, no problem. I'm I'm, I'm with you there. But do we have to wrap the cops and the gunshots into this. Are you telling me that? Having a hug is sinful, Mark? What are you I, talking well, about? Sin, sin would be uh, committed in your mind. Of the sin is lust, right? Oh, I see. So lust is a sin, and you know, if you think, yeah, I'd like to hug her. <laughs> and I, I can tell you, I've seen plenty of women walking around several, several today. I'd like to give a nice hug, too. Uh, yep, that's <laughs> that's sinful. Fine, in dandy, whatever. I, I, I think that it's. I think that the prohibition uh, causes more problems than the the hugging. Yeah. But you know, the prohibition could cause people to mm, act out in ways that they otherwise might not. It it may cause a, a level of sexual deviancy that would not exist in the absence <laughs> of such. Well, uh, how such about prohibition? the uh, how about the forbidden fruit aspect? You There's know that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so actually, you know, th- nothing's going to stop. The best stop, way to get kids to try sex. something is to ban it and tell people, tell them it's only for adults or that they're that it's horribly evil and they should never do it. And you know, that's the best way to get kids to try something. Coming up here, we're going to share with you what one uh, self-professed Christian lady is saying she does when it comes to hugging people. We'll give you her little post uh, from from the internet. But first, we go to your calls about what you want. It's Brandon in Texas. On the amp line, hello, Brandon. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about Christianity and okay. how uh, I think it promotes a bad image of humanity, and I think that's bad because I think things are generally um, not good or bad, but how they are raised in the environment determines how they are. And um, this is this uh, rap thing is kind of just an outgrowth of that, kind of like the, uh, you know, the Muslims and, you know, they make their, their women, they call them their women, um, they make them wear some sort of uh, burqa or whatever, or even if it's voluntary, it's really, really pressured in the society. But they do that, and I've, I've talked to Muslims that have tried to convert me. And they say that this is because the uh, the temptation for the men is such that if they were able to see their bodies, their their succulent little bodies, they would uh, they wouldn't be able to overcome the temptation to just rape well, yeah. them. It displaces so, the responsibility away from the man and onto the woman for any, for for being respectful of other people and respecting other people's boundaries. All that gets displaced onto the woman. The same thing happens here. To, uh, it's totally just a difference of scale, but it's the same idea when we say that men can go topless and women can't. 
it's the exact same thing on a, just a slightly a, mm-hmm. a, a lesser scale. And so, you know, we don't we don't make them cover up their entire bodies, but we're saying, well, women and only women need to cover up just one part of their bodies because men will just go nuts and behave like animals. You know, who knows what will happen? And it's the woman's fault for not covering up. Exactly. And um, I've noticed because my parents are kind of this. Uh, well, my, I say my parents. My mother is this kind of uh, Christian fundamentalist. She thinks she's a Baptist, but uh, I don't even know if any of those mean anything. But mm-hmm. basically what she thinks is that you should resist situations that make you uh, or provoke your naturally evil tendencies. And I, I just disagree with that. And I think Christianity and, I guess, religions that are like in that way are bad because of this, and they they actually promote a bad image of humanity when yeah. really all it would take is just a decision I, by I, each person to become a, a better, more moral person rather sure. than trying to avoid all these terrible situations. Go ahead. I, I agree with that. Uh, the the uh, The example you gave, though, I think it's the, it's a little bit misplaced as to where I think the problem is. I think it's really just in their definition of what is evil. The basic idea of avoiding the things that are going to tempt us into doing something, uh, I think it's really more of a matter of you know how you evaluate what's good for you or bad for you, and we all have to make those decisions for ourselves, uh, hopefully with some good guidance and information and facts. But, for instance, if you knew that you were, had a tendency to overeat, it's not necessarily a bad idea. You know, It's uh, funny I mentioned this today after a, a very luxurious <laughs> Thanksgiving where I over uh, partook of the food. But um, if you have a tendency to overeat and you're trying to lose weight, and that, it's not necessarily evil – but it's bad for you at that time to eat too much, and if you know that you're easily tempted, avoiding the uh, places where there's going to be lots of free, uh, fattening food is not a bad idea. So the basic concept isn't a bad idea, but they just have really screwed up criteria for judging what's good and evil. Dale, I can say as so, the resident expert on sin here, having uh, seen your chocolate-covered bacon at this point, that it is, I, in fact, <laughs> sinful. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, it is. Yep. Yeah. So thank you uh, tonight for the call. Appreciate it, Brandon, at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I, I just it all seems so backwards to me. What, chocolate-covered bacon? Well, that sounds yeah. tasty, but, I mean, it sounds interesting at least. I'm not sure how tasty it will be, but apparently it, it was very popular today. Um, but what's, what I want to point out about this is that essentially the Christian message here is that unless you're married then you shan't, uh, you shan't be touching, uh, you, you should not do anything beyond a side hug with your, presumably your friends or opposite sex. I mean, am I also not allowed to hug another man? Because that would be kind of gay and I'm sure some you might turn homophobic. gay. Right, right, What right. if it felt good and you turned gay? What, what and then you wouldn't have any kids and then the population would totally, we would depopulate and the whole world, would, the human race would come to an end. I could, All I got to say is I, if, you know, generally if I hug men, it's just to be sort of egalitarian because I really don't want to. I'm just wanting out there wanting to hug women. But but do you understand my question, Mark? Essentially what they're saying is, okay, kids, don't hug someone of the opposite sex. And presumably they would also say you shouldn't be hugging someone of the same sex either because, you know, it could generate well, some thoughts. I might wonder what it's like to, you know, squeeze on Dale a little bit here and there. Who knows what I, will go through my mind? I don't know how you can avoid that. Yeah. Uh, so so that then that would be a prohibition against against hugging just entirely. And so, therefore, this is a mindset that eliminates most human significant you human know, contact. If you do a side hug right, sometimes you can catch a little boob. 
<laughs> you go kind of round the back and under the arm, and you can you can I, you know it happens. Yeah, so at, that might become a ban too. They might have to come up with. They might just have to ban hugs altogether because you might catch some boob. They actually have. When I was looking for it for uh, the side hug, I found a website where it shows <laughs> a diagram of a man wrapping his arm around it, what is presumably his wife, because he certainly, if he's a Christian, wouldn't be doing it to any other woman. Uh, but he's he's wrapping his arm around the side, and he's got it definitely, definitely below the bus line. So there's not even a chance here. You've got to make sure you you kind of grab in at the hip uh, oh, if you want to be a good Christian. Can't hips be a little bit sexy? May, well, no, no. Like birthing hips? Right above the hip. Not okay. not too far above because Least, then you're getting toward yeah. I yeah. I just think you're venturing into dangerous area here, Ian. Yeah, that's true. And you there's need to another, be thinking about this. Well, there's another website that says, and I don't again, I don't know how much of this is tongue in cheek, but I think it's all serious for, because I think they're all posted on kind of Christian discussion sites. Uh, there's another website that advocates <laughs> just a high five instead. Just a high five. Yeah, no, no, no hugging, hugging, side hug too much, high five. You know, I don't. This, they would have even done this in my youth group. This would have so not flown. <laughs> So, uh, so essentially, the, the Christians here are are basically cutting people off from significant human contact. And isn't it kind of a known fact that uh, when you don't get hugs when you're younger, that you're more likely to turn out to be a serial killer? Actually, there's a study done um, on uh, you know people that are sort of borderline, uh, get homeless, and and those kind of people that are kind of borderline as far as mental illness, mm-hmm. and areas where prostitution is legal, m- mental illness uh, has diminished. Uh, you know, before wow. and after, same areas. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. Call Give front hugs. Stay sane. What are you uh, thankful for? You're welcome to share that with us mm-hmm. or bring up anything you want. Hour 2 is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free this live Thanksgiving Day edition. The number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, Still... I still want to play more of this, this Christian side hug. For those of you that uh, missed the first hour, this, maybe we'll just kind of stretch it out over the entire show, or who knows how things will go tonight. Uh, it's open phones as it always is. And we came across this video, thanks to, I believe it was Jason, was it Jason Osborne of yeah. CAI? And uh, I guess Huffington Post um, splayed this real big across the internet here. The Christian side hug rap song. We actually have uh, more of this to play because... 
the part we're going to play next for you is just confusing. And I just don't know what to make of it. And I want to find out what you think about this at 800-259-9231. Play a clip from this, and then we'll uh, we'll keep taking your calls. You can, as always, uh, bring up anything. And this, again, from HuffingtonPost.com. Be walking like, we be talking like, we be side-hugging every day and night. It's how we do, boo. This ain't no club. So boo. don't be hating on me when I show no love. We live in holy. It ain't no... <laughs> We There's, live in holy. Is that it, did I catch that right? That's we what it sounds holy? like. That's it's so strange. Now this, it's going to get very very confusing here in a moment. So put your hands in the air and let that shoulder hang. I'm going global, cause you don't know me. I'm buying babies like Angelina Jolie. What does that mean? Buying babies like Angelina Jolie. It's just. Silly lyrics. I mean, silly uh, yeah, nonsense. a lot of it just sounds. Like, that's that's my thought. I, it doesn't make any sense. I'm going global. You just don't know me. Buying babies like Angelina Jolie. It rhymes though. It, it does. It does and rhyme. It's, and it's got a certain beat to it. So maybe and that's it. All references that a popular uh, cultural figure. Right. That's true. Um. You know. That's good. Right? Uh, so we continue here. It gets a little more strange. So put that hug in and slow down, mama, and hit my fist like President Obama. Now. What's that? Democratic shift, shift in the pub? Re- Are they saying repub? No, oh. no, no, no. It seems to be a pro-Obama statement by the uh, the rap group here. They they instead of hugging. Uh, are given a fist kind of fist to fist thing with uh, with Obama. Dap. Is what's that called? Dap. A dap. So we shouldn't. We're supposed to replace. We're supposed to replace front hugs with fisting. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, and then they go on to just chant Democratic shift in the Congress as members of the rap group run back and forth across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. And, and then they move on to talking about uh, no more hugging here. And we'll, uh, we'll share some of that. And, oh, we've got to play. But he says Democratic shift in the Congress. People. 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 I think it's people. Okay. Uh, and then they go, um, they go back to the chorus. Oh, give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side Now, they're going to mention in a moment something that references where they are. They're at a conference, a Christian conference, and we'll, we'll get back to it because they're going to continue prohibiting hugging here uh, with their, their next lyrics. But we'll take your calls as well about anything at 800-259-9231. Still looking for somebody that's been on the inside of this, somebody who has uh, been in you know, maybe a, a youth group leader or something like that, and you've been a part of conferences where you've seen bands christian bands like this uh how seriously are they taken by the people in the audience as you pointed out mark when you were in youth group you were doing more than just hugging with uh with the girls that were there so it, it certainly happened there on prem um on premises, on premises. yeah that's 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 kid lingo for on premises okay. um anyway uh, I, I i had a friend who uh, was a roommate there for a while who would religiously Listen to the uh, the religious death metal music. There was a show oh, gosh, yeah. on the Christian station of you know on Saturday night it. or something like that, and you can't understand what those people are saying at all. No, it's, yeah, it's, it sounds like death metal, but, but not particularly good death metal. Like it's no. not the it's it, it isn't those the it's death the ones metal that couldn't make it in the death metal industry, <laughs> and so they they found this niche market. Yeah. Right, you know, South, can, Park, South Park did a good spoof. You can walk into any restaurant in America and claim to be a rich uh, Christian rock star, and 
you know, they, they, no one's going to question you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's that uh, everybody's going to be famous to 15 people one day kind of thing. Uh, let's go to your calls here. And Rich is on the line in Connecticut. It's the Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. You want to share what you're thanks, uh, thankful for? Uh, I've had this talk at work, my family, my health, and definitely the fact that I have uh, a good small business I'm running today or alternately a job. Good ones. All right. So what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I bought the Logitech Squeeze Box. Are you guys familiar with that device? The Squeeze Box. Now, is this, does this have anything to do with hugging? Because you, I don't think you can hug <laughs> uh, Logitech devices either. I mean, that could get you all sexy for technology. And that, isn't that a sin, too, where you get turned on by your computers and flashing or boxes? toys. It might be reminiscent of some kind of sex toy. It would not be acceptable. I think that's a poor job at a joke. So I, your Squeeze Box, an MP3 player, yeah. right? Uh, no, it's a home audio system. If you've heard of the Sonos, a whole home audio system okay. via wireless. Um, if you turn on podcast, you guys are number one on Podcast Alley, and it's like... Oh, we are? I oh, have, that's good. I have, free, I, I have well, uh, when I installed it, you were, you were oh. number two some other week, but um, you were so easily accessible by a mass market product under Libertarian and under Podcast Alley. It's so cool. Oh, great. What, now, what, was there a category that we were number one on, or, or what? Well, under Podcast, Podcast Alley comes up first, and this is one of only five or six options by default, guys. Yeah. You, were so e- you were so easily accessible by this product. Yeah, I think uh, we Podcast need to keep doing Alley, Podcast Alley. Number one, number two, and under Libertarian Talk, you're number one. And the Liberty Radio Network is also right there. Way cool, dude. I haven't been ready to uh, to to stop Podcast Alley yet. I mean, yeah. it just even we though just it's a ghost refocus. town over there, we got to um, refocus right now for the podcast award. Yeah, I don't care if I I don't care if we come in second. Um, although I don't intend to on that last day of the month, I'm going to you know kick it up. But yeah, um, you know I. I, I think that it's too valuable to let go, personally, Podcast Alley. I know that some listeners probably have, uh, you know, from our frank conversation, it seems like they've been, been like, yeah, you know, I don't see any reason I should go and, you know, vote if it's a ghost town. But, you know, it's a ghost, ca- ghost, count, ghost, it's not town, a ghost town that brings in new listeners, dozens and dozens uh, of people. at listen- least every month yeah. new people come here from there. So, And, guys, look up that Logitech squeeze box. A lot of these units are sold. It's really cool. And, again, you come up two ways. Under Talk, Libertarian, Liberty Radio Network's number one. Sweet. And under Podcast Alley, you're number one. So I, I, I love great. it. And I, I'm, I'm so happy you guys have a live Thanksgiving show. Pretty good content tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. We're glad you called in to uh, take part and appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ray is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Ray. Oh, well, you guys were talking about... Uh religion in general, well, Christianity, but maybe... Ray, what are you thankful for today? Thankful for? Uh, I've got to be thankful that I'm just breathing. you got to get down to the most simplistic thing. Yeah, that's a, right. Health is important. Good. It's good to be alive. Do you have but, asthma? Um, oh, me? Seasonal uh, no, okay. asthma, but yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to make a reference to the note of private property, because I know that's an important issue in regards to libertarians and cherishing the fact that people should have their private property. Mm -hmm. I was just curious whether or not that is just another mode by people's ego to uh, keep others from acting on their behalf by throwing out these arbitrary notions. And people give in and believe in these cases and the fact that it's just an intellectual Stockholm syndrome. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that property is arbitrary? The notion of property? 
notion is. I mean, I believe maybe people are only proprietor in the sense that they can hold on to it, and I do not act shyly upon looking at it, and that nobody has truly that respect towards it. Ray, I agree we should examine um, everything in this world and decide whether or not it's true or not. My question is, have you ever tried to take a bone from a dog? Yeah, but that, that's where I, I bet get you down found out real that. quick what the hell private property was, didn't you, Ray? <laughs> I mean, is that arbitrary or not? <laughs> like were those no, holes in your hand arbitrary? That's not arbitrary, but that gets down more to mine. But maybe whenever we get down to things, no, it comes to taking the, the dog's no. bone, dude. I'll tell you what, Ray, I'll bring you back here. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the nuances of private property at 800-259-9231. Is it arbitrary to suggest that when you mix your labor with stuff that uh, it can become yours? Is that arbitrary? Let's talk. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line plus another clip of uh, the Christian side hug all on the way tonight. Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Free Talk Live. It is the live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. We're here. We're taking your calls about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. And those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove that they are uh, listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And, by the way, the Shrine is brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. Are, are, are the women in your life plagued by uh, people wanting to give them those dirty, dirty front hugs? Well, you can get into their hand. <laughs> uh, a non-lethal weapon into their hands uh, with a stopping power that rivals that of a handgun. It's the Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight. Ian, I just showed it to you tonight, right? Yes, you yeah, did. It's really bright for its size. It's an integrated pepper spray in it. Its high-level utility comes from the fact that it's out and in their hand, and so they can get those front huggers right away. And unlike other weapons, there's no expectation from the front hugger that you have a weapon. It just looks like a flashlight. <laughs> it's the Tiger Light. You can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. It's a special Christmas rate over there at tiger.freetalklive.com. Put the fear of God in them. That's right. They'll, they'll think they found Jesus if they get hit by this thing, I swear. <laughs> they'll see the light. <laughs> uh, of course, we're referring to this awful uh, Christian side hug song that we'll share a little bit more uh, more with you here in a little bit. But Ray is on the line, and he's questioning private property. So we go back to Ray in Illinois. You're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, I feel like that analogy gets down to the point of uh, you're the proprietor as long as you have the means to hold on to it, which is different, I think, than the common notion held by most people of what private property is. What is the common notion held by most people of what private property is? Well, I think they feel that they sign a paper, and that guarantees that no matter what, nobody's allowed to touch it, and nothing's going to ever happen to it because the government's here to always take care of them. 
Well, you're, you're right that you're right that status versions of property are screwed up. Well, I don't There's think no that, doubt about it, that. It, it's all anybody has to have done is dealt with the pro- with the uh, government at one point as far as their private property goes, and they realize very quickly. I mean, these uh, you really? I mean, do you see people not locking their car doors, Ray? Because it seems to me what you're we're suggesting there is that um, you know they. I, I should believe the government's going to protect my car, but I lock my car doors if I believe that it could. There's a chance it could get stolen. There's another yeah. screwed up government notion of property, which is why they think they can charge us property taxes. They really, you know, they claim the boundaries around the United States. But that's not what Ray's talking state. about. Ray's mm-hmm. talking about you owning your property. I know what, what he we, is. I know what he's talking about. But I'm trying to apply it. Um, I'm trying to say that there is some truth to what he's saying. In the sense that that statism has distorted reasonable, sure. rational notions sure. of property rights. There's no doubt true. about it. But, but now, you know, Ray, I, I propose to you, and I know you're a guy that likes to think about things. You're a very analytical guy. That in fact, uh, private ownership of property is the very best and most efficient means of caring for that property and using that property in a fashion, uh, you know, that, that's most efficient. Like for instance, if I own um, your bed covers just as much as you own your bed covers. I can come in and take a crap on your uh, pillow, and that's not going to affect you poorly um, other than you trying to find mine. And so, you know, the the ownership thing causes you to take better care of your bed covers than, say, I would take care of them. Ray, thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm still going to get down to the point where it's a matter of, power, you know what I mean, and holding on to it, I'm still down to that. Yeah. Because I feel that it's more like It's, I will, I will say that, um, my notions of, my, my, my philosophy comes from my belief in liberty, and I know that property is a necessary, essential thing to oppose slavery. Now, that's a concept, and that you know the idea that property and slavery are cannot coexist. They can, you know, they are opposing concepts. That concept is very sound. Now, when you have to, to figure out exactly where the boundaries lie, like when is something your property? You know, one person might say, "I stuck a flag in it; it's my property," which would seem very extreme. Another another person would say, "You you only own it while you're standing there using it, like right this moment." That would be another extreme, and the reality lies somewhere in the middle. But the concept that is sound, the concept that property is necessary if you want to, if you're opposed to slavery, because you can take something from someone that, that they labored on and you have effectively retroactively enslaved them. So conceptually, it is opposite to slavery. Now, where exactly the boundaries lie, that's something that has to be figured. You know, that's something that has to be worked out, and that's why when the, that's why there will inevitably be disputes with, between people about what constitutes legitimate property or not. And I don't want the state arbitrarily drawing lines and saying, "Oh, this is we're the authority, and we get to tell people what property is." That that's where I have a problem. Right. Um. Yeah. And. For the most part, yeah, but it is a boundary issue of like where do we draw the line? That notion that people where where would you draw the line? Over. Where where would well, Ray? I draw the line to right down to physical ability to hold on to it. So like, well, okay, um, well, okay, okay. Now, let me uh, question that a little bit here. In that case, let's say that uh, you park your car in a lot and you lock the doors and in an attempt to hold on to your your car. But I am fairly skilled with a lockpick set or a Slim Jim, and so I come in uh, after you've gone into the store, and I you know, open up your, your door, and I manage to somehow get your car started and hotwire it or something like that, and uh, drive away. Does that mean that I have now legitimately acquired your property? 
I'd say that you have shown to be the best of us two egos in that scenario. In an ability you didn't answer my question. Yeah, you didn't. He totally dodged the question. Dodged it? I'd say this is property. I'd say that's what it gets down to. Yeah, I'd say so. I might argue and say, hey, that's mine and feel bad about it, but that is just me trying to make an excuse for why I deserve to have it back. But really... So you don't think that you deserve... So your notions of property come from a completely different logic than what I just described as my notions of property. I I want to go... I was just explaining my notions of property come out of being opposed to slavery. And now if people Mm -hmm. aren't opposed to slavery, if you have no problems whatsoever with slavery, that it's totally okay, then uh, I don't see any reason why you would care about property. But I just think they're, they're mutually incongruent concepts. Like you can't be for both. Uh, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like you're adding morality to it as in another means. Just no, it's not morality. It's not, no, no, that's why I said you could be for slavery. You know, you, maybe you think slavery is totally fine. That, that's, that's a, you, know, you can have that personal opinion. So, slavery <laughs> is an objective truth. Yeah, it is not subjective. It is objective. Well, wait, he does I'm think saying it's you fine, can be for he? it. I'm just saying you cannot say I'm against slavery, but also against property. Right. Because so, the concepts they are conceptually mutually exclusive concepts. Well, let's make it clear here, Ray. Are you in favor of slavery? I'd just say, say you are, and that's okay. And you can be against property. Well, I want to hear Ray's answer. Go ahead. On a personal level, I don't see what would keep people from doing it because I feel that the only objection to it is a subjective issue, which is morally based. Are you trying to intellectually? uh, Are you trying to intellectually dance around saying that you're in favor of slavery? Is that what you're saying, Ray? I'll flat out say slavery is always going to exist. This is you're not answering. You're not answering the question. I'll say yes, yes, and this is. But his version isn't version of because what you're talking about is slavery. You understand that, right? I mean, what you're talking about is as long as what I what I'm hearing you say is as long as you have the ability. To take mm-hmm. things from someone, then they are yours. You have legitimately acquired them because you're more powerful, and so therefore, in Ray's book, that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's how the world works. No justice is necessary. No. Oh, there's justice. There's a body riddled with bullets at the end of this, Ray, and <laughs> apparently, body? Well, the, the slave master. At some point or another, the slaves rise up and they kill the guy. Uh, more coming up. Lots here. of violence in your world, Ray. I want to bring Ray back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's uh, let's talk about the meaning of Thanksgiving. Remember the story, the uh, Thanksgiving story from the or the colonies in America. We'll explain that here, and maybe Ray will. Give me liberty, or give me death. Patrick Henry uttered those words in 1775. He died just 24 years later. You can avoid his fate by subscribing to Liberty, the National Journal of Libertarian Opinion, News, Investigation, and Intellectual Exploration. Liberty isn't just current events. In every issue, you can expect to see reflections, reviews, and reporting that challenge the individual mind. Get Liberty now with a free trial issue at libertyunbound.com and avoid an untimely meeting with the Grim Reaper. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Thanksgiving Day edition of the program. We're taking your calls, as we always do, about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. 
wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. Now is the time for you and your family to be armed and trained at levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards because somebody might come along and try to take your property because they think it's just arbitrary. Frontsight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. Secure a Frontsight defensive handgun course today plus a 30-state concealed weapons permit and get a free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's frontsight.com. We're on with Ray, and we're getting into detail, into the uh, the nuances of property, the concept of property. And Ray has been reading a little too much Noam Chomsky. Actually, I think a little is probably too much as far as Noam Chomsky. But you got to, if you want to know what he's about. I think he's a very about, smart guy with a very alluring message. If you want to know what he's about, you got to read him, right? Uh, so Ray has, uh, has taken it hook, line, and sinker. And, uh, and Ray, how old are you again? 19? Uh, 18. 18. I don't know why you keep on harping that. It doesn't matter that Ray's 18. Yeah, uh, the I don't reason, wanna, well, I don't okay, know. look, do you, wanna, do you want me to explain why I think yes. it matters? Because I think that if you haven't really gotten out into the real world, and Ray, do you still live at home with your parents? Um, no, I live on campus. Living on campus, still not quite the real world. Uh, once you get out into the real world and you start actually having the opportunity to own things of significance, then uh, you know that might actually change your your perspective uh, on this. I don't I think, think that's that that a factor. It's not a motivating factor for Ray, though. No. Because when you tell Ray that, all Ray hears is, well, you're not listening to me because of my age. I'm a kid. Right, so there's right. no point in bringing up Ray's age. I think everybody here knows that there was a different thought process. I was an anarcho-communist in high school. Well, <laughs> one of the reasons and Ray was, is a communist. I'd <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't work to put a roof over my head. I didn't I, work for these things. Ray, why are you calling in and, and talking about this? Well, why this not? Is, I'm, I'm well, gonna, I, this well, is leading somewhere. I, you're calling in and bringing up your notions of this. You're bringing up that, that it's it's might based, and that there's no objective morality. Well, I want to get down that I'm more advocating at the moment an individual anarchist vision, I guess. In the sense that there is only the individual himself is of reality. Everything else is by means of arbitrary notions, intellectual notions, to keep other people acting on their own behalf and their own self-interest. And it's only in world confused and composed in the case of moral Stockholm syndrome on what's the correct way for one to behave. Does it sound like he's well, just throwing... Wait, wait, wait. Does it hmm. sound to anybody else like Ray is just kind of tossing out uh, the thing, talking points? Uh, platitudes. Kind of mixing to get yeah. platitudes? Yeah, uh, it, it's... And, and, well, the reason I'm trying to... I'm trying to get somewhere with it. The reason, the reason why I asked is because hmm. when we discuss these ideas, these notions, the very act of discussing them is implying that we are trying to come to some sort of resolution without violence. And so when someone is arguing from a position of advocating violence, they are being a hypocrite, like right off the bat, by the fact that they're trying to discuss it and, and justify it. Because if you are an advocate of using violence to accomplish your means, then, then, then be honest and just there's no need for us to have a discussion. You're going to use violence to get your right. Right. You don't need to, we don't need to talk about it. You can just stick a gun in people's face. Just go do it and, and quit, quit talking about it. And the fact, by the act of talking about it, you're, you're being a hypocrite and saying you're trying to make you, you and others feel okay with what you're doing. But in reality, you don't really care because you're willing to use violence to get your way in the first place. Does that? May I, may I try and just break the moral? mold that everybody is currently under the influence of. Well, that's fine, but my morality comes from logic. I mean, I explained to you my logic. I, I, I do, and I acknowledge right off the bat, I do not have, I cannot objectively say that there is like, that there is an objective 
uh, morality with an ultimate context. Again, I always think you're always, you're talking about morality from context. Morality as as a tool that we use that we that to to accomplish something. And so you have to talk in the context of what we're trying to accomplish. An example, for instance, might be you know a civilized, peaceful society, prosperous society where we all benefit. That would be a context just right off the top of my head because we don't have say an ultimate context where there is a God telling us what who created everything who's telling us what is right and wrong. That would be an ultimate context for morality where you could argue it completely objectively. And so we, we, we come from our moral ideas from logic and from discussing these things. But, by the, but the moment you advocate violence, when you're saying, well, no, no, I just think it's might-based or whatever. It's right because I'm strong. You're basically being a hypocrite right off the bat because you're trying to argue with me and convince me why I should believe in this particular moral context, which advocates violence. And I'm saying, well, if you're an advocate of violence... Then, then why are you? Why are we even having this discussion? Just do what you're going to do. Use might to get your way because there's a there's a well, manipulation. Maybe he, trying a, to, maybe he feels a pang of guilt. Maybe that's why he's oh, calling absolutely. here. To, absolutely, uh, to, it's to, a justification process so he can feel okay about the violence. Well, so not just do it if you're an advocate of violence. Don't right, talk, why are you talking about it? All right. Well, let me first off give you my quick definition of morality. Morality is simply. Us as human beings have become so rational thanks to nature that we can realize our insignificance in order to make us feel significant because our egos does not allow this. This facade is in our mind that we are of importance and things of religion and morality and other tautologies come into play to make us feel like we are okay with who we are and what we do and there is purpose in this world for us in our actions. Do you, do you believe that there is no purpose? Hold on a second. We are nihilists. We do not care. Wait, 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 do you believe there is no why purpose? Why do nihilists talk about anything? I, I, I don't get that. I know nihilists. I know people who have, come from to, who, who have studied nihilism from an intellectual nature and they've come to some interesting conclusions because of it. But this totally, this totally nihilist per- perspective where nothing matters, nothing has any meaning, why do you bother even having discussions? Like, what is the point? It's just fun to discuss. I mean, I think it's just fun of that. Fun to discuss. Well, that kind of you know, um, I understand. Why not discuss it? He, Ray, he could, we're talking about a system that of efficiency here. Like, I understand mm-hmm. that nothing matters in the big picture. Okay, fine. Nothing matters in the big picture, but things matter in the know? small pe- picture. Well, fine. It doesn't matter. How can you prove that nothing matter that something matters in the big picture? Right. So, so don't have the conversation. Don't bother with it. Yeah. But things matter in the small picture. If I, for instance, come up to you, take a meat cleaver, and chop your freaking hand off, you care, dude. You care intimately. You care passionately, no, and say, you care fervently. No, he'll say, "Oh darn, there goes my hand." Looks like you won the ego battle. Yes, it battle. doesn't matter. Uh, well, you you must own my hand now. If I take it and stick it in my pocket. Does really, though, my opinion justify anything? It's your hand, you nut! You you (laughs) absolute lunatic! No, I'm not! Because he could just as easily be talking about my hand, and it's not a freaking K, Ray! It's it's nothing to get angry about. He's an idiot! I'm sorry! Hey, Mark, that's not nice. You're saying I don't own my hand? You're an idiot, Ray! Mark, I don't appreciate that kind of. Uh, that I don't care. Of I don't appre- well, I don't I'm going to put you don't own, on mute. You don't own your hand. I'm muting Mark's mic right now because he's yelling and he's. Uh, did you drink caffeine tonight, Mark? I you, think the yelling is. is uh, if nothing else, the yelling is entertaining. If you don't stop, if you don't stop yelling, <laughs> please, Mark. This guy is not Mark, worth getting a. They can't not, hear you, Mark. You just sound Mark, like there's know. nothing. <laughs> this guy's not worth play this back. This guy is not worth getting upset over. Right. He's just silly. Take it. I want you to just take a break, Mark. Walk away. No. Step away from the microphone, okay? <laughs> Ray, 
I don't yep. think I don't think you're an idiot, Ray. I think that you've been led down uh, a path that is very destructive. It's a mentality that that doesn't actually get anybody anywhere of significance. I know you probably don't believe in going anywhere in your life, but uh, go ahead. Uh, Mark's mic is muted, so go ahead and say what you have to say. There's a difference, I believe, between being just flat-out maniacal egoist and a smart egoist in the sense that I'm not going to be the person that flat-out shows that I'm this person that has no respect for anybody. I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to go along with everything, but whenever I can find the scenario in which I can get away with it, that's when I play it out. Can you explain so what that would mean? Like, what, Give me an idea of when you can get away with it in a scenario, you're talking about taking things that belong to yeah, someone else. Well, behaving Machiavellian-like, you know what I mean? I think it's in your self-interest, actually, though, to have uh, sensible notions of morality and to follow them. I mean, I think it, it has a practical purpose. Morality has a practical purpose for you as an individual, totally on a selfish basis. You, you're developing what you're developing here. Uh, it sounds to me like Ray is a sociopathy. You are you're turning into a, a sociopath. And Mark, uh, you'll be able to comment. We'll bring Ray back here in a moment. Uh, what what you just said is very disturbing to me, Ray. And I want to get into that. And if Mark can uh, keep his voice down, we'll let him back on the show here. <laughs> you shouting madman. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. At least Ray can keep himself calm when he's talking about doing awful things. Uh, you can bring up. No, yeah, that's right. Mark's mic is still mited. Or Mark's mic is mited. I swear I haven't been drinking before the show. All right, it's Free Talk Live, Thanksgiving Day. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need your vote at uh, podcastawards.com. It is happening. The Podcast Awards voting period is open now through the 30th of this month. So you've got a few more opportunities to vote. You can vote once per day. Please vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. Just scroll down the page where the third category from the bottom on the right-hand side. Select Free Talk Live. Scroll down a little further. Fill in the name and email address info. You'll be likely email verified to prove that you're a real live person. And that'll lock in your vote for Free Talk Live for today. And you can do it again tomorrow, the next day, and all the way through the 30th. And with your help, we can be the only podcast ever to have won five podcast awards in a row. Uh, so please, again, go to podcastawards.com, vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. And if you uh, want to pick up gold and silver at remarkably low rates, because the, they still haven't gone up, even with uh, gold and silver going up recently, uh, you go to gold.freetalklive.com. It's, uh, it, Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you with uh, some great 
gold and silver coins, and I picked them out myself, and uh, these rates are really incredible. Gold.freetalklive.com. If you want to put some on layaways where you can pay on a uh, weekly basis until you got enough for, you know, 20 to 25 is a good sh- is, is the right shipping amount so that you save on shipping. You can call 877-857-9938. It's 877-857-9938. I just ordered some more last week, so gold.freetalklive.com. Ray is with us in Illinois. Ray, probably one of the more like Ray is. We get different kinds of disturbing callers on this show, and of course, there's the typical disturbing caller of somebody who's kind of a militaristic, warmongering, you know, bomb them to glass kind of mindset. And then you've got Ray, who is very intellectual, and he's intellectually uh, determined and, and made excuses for. What is basically sociopathic uh, behavior? Ray said to us a few moments ago, and he's still with us. He said uh, to us as we asked him questions. We've been talking about private property, and he, you know, he believes that what you can take should be yours and all that. And he said that he believes that he'll play along. What he plans on doing is is playing along with people until he gets an opportunity, until there's an opening for him to uh, use subterfuge uh, and essentially take what's not his uh to or something worse perhaps I, i'm not sure i mean his, his statement was very general but he wanted to be able to get away with something and then he would just go ahead and do that regardless of whether there's morality attached to it or not because ray doesn't have morals it's, he believes in nothing uh, and this is i think a very dangerous thing and mark there was something that you wanted to point out and i wanted to make sure you got that out and then we want to go to dave he's got a call for uh, for ray but first mark please uh, explain what you wanted to say to Ray? So Ray, um, yelling. I spent uh, nine years in prison for murder. You're aware of that? Um, I think I've actually heard of that. Yes. Okay. And um, in that, you know, the, the the thought process that brought me to where I was, um, you know, I went from, you know, just a kid, 16 years old, to started reading some books about communism and philosophy and things like that. The the thought process that got me to where I was was the same thought process that you're having now. My thought process was. I have an IQ of 147. Probably nothing compared to probably probably tiny compared to your uh, you know huge brain. But I believed that I could outwit. But I certainly am smarter than the average bear, and I believed I could outwit people. Humans have a remarkably good uh, facility for ferreting out whether or not uh, somebody has done something wrong. Things come up missing, they want to know where they went. And when they, you know, when things come up missing, they're going to point out people. The, 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 the list of suspects is usually rather small. And I suggest to you that your belief that you're that much smarter than everybody else, that you can get away with a crime and um, not end up in jail, is the same, uh, it's the same attitude that ended me up in, in prison for nine years. And I'm not going to say, you know, that, that, you know, good luck getting sodomized because that doesn't really happen that much in prison. But standing in line and listening to the orders from those uh, brain dead rednecks that run the place. Good luck with that. Can I just say that you, you don't say have to you... necessarily be a violent sociopath, but it seems like sociopaths are onto something because they did a <laughs> study and it seems that most CEOs fit under the DSM criteria for a sociopath. So oh, that, that may be. Who fit? I'm sorry, who fit, who fit under the criteria? Wait, 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 I missed that. Who fit? CEOs, most CEOs. CEOs fit. I see. So you you think that you're emulating... You should watch a, a movie called The Ruling Class, by the way. We just watched that recently. That sort of gets into what you're talking about. If you look at the uh, the people who are in charge of other people, that is a sort of sociopathic behavior. I, I'll agree with that. I wouldn't want to emulate those people. I, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to emulate those people. Um... 
But that's that, a completely that, voluntary uh, situation. Those people decided to go work for those corporations, and you know, it's if they not didn't like what the, not even a little bit. They're so mixed up with government. The, I mean, if you look at corporations, when you today choose to and, work for a corporation and you're under the control of a CEO, you've chosen voluntarily to work for that corporation. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. But it's it's not even the employees that are that are, that they're um being violent against in the most obvious way. It's it's but you know using the powers of government. As as you know, from that corporate position, because they have incredible power over government. And I think as long as there is an authoritarian monopoly on government, it will be controlled by the powerful people, with you know the the super wealthy powerful people, and they will continue to accumulate to accumulate property in an illegitimate fashion that is not that is not a, re, a reasonable notion of property via that that an unreasonable amount of power that they have. And and I can see that as you know that looks a little bit sociopathic to me. Yeah. I want to go to Dave in Montana. You've got comments for Ray in Illinois. Dave, you're on with Ray on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys? <clears throat> hey, good. Hey, uh, I'm going to cover kind of what he was just talking about too. I got two things that are kind of related. And uh, first, I'd like to say to Ray, I said, if the world ran like he did, he'd be dead by now, and the school that he would he's at would be taken over, like by Hell's Angels, and all the young fine babes would be stolen away. And no babes he, for you. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, he'd be dead by now if the world ran the way he did, because <laughs> young folks are vulnerable, and the old, strong, violent dudes would eat them up. It's short-sighted. Morality serves us. It, that's why it's useful. We, I mean, they're but screwed up. We're right. improving it constantly, but no, it's it's but like see, now, it's now like I want to I go what you were saying just before my call came, uh, like with the elite being really in power. But the biggest murderers on earth are government and religion, and they always got the power. Thankfully, you don't have to look to either of those to develop morality. In fact, you shouldn't. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Wait, wait, wait. This country was started by uh, Christians, they say, right? And they say. Some of them. But these Christians were running away from other Christians that wanted to kill them because they didn't believe in the Christianity that they believed in. And both of them believed in a God that says, don't kill. See, so... Thank and, you, Dave. And when they got, to, got here, uh, Dave, I'd like to point out that they then began killing other Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, well, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. It's short-sighted to just sort of say morality doesn't matter or anything. I mean, we're constantly trying to come up with, with, with better structure, moral structures, and we're constantly improving them because it serves a purpose. And, it's, and it is actually, you know, it's very short-sighted to just disregard morality and say, well, I'm just going to do what, what suits me. I'm just going to, you know, I'll go steal something right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's um, even, even to the extent, like even if you just tell a lie, for instance, the, when you tell lies all the time, even though you might get away with it that time, in your own mind, you know you've told a lie. And so your own veracity, I think, gets undermined because you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to maintain, you're constantly trying to maintain something that's not really you. And and it's just short-sighted to think that what serves you right this moment, like stealing some money from mm-hmm. someone, oh, I've got money now that I didn't have before, uh, all those things, it's very short-sighted. You're not looking at the broader ramifications of, Absolutely. you know, eventually you're going to get caught. Eventually your you whole, are gonna eventually your reputation get in the community, you will, yeah. I mean, you're playing a Russian roulette with, with, with some something, with, you know, your image in a community where you're so much better off if you work with that community. Right. We are social creatures, and, and working together, we can accomplish so much more. So respecting each other and our boundaries and our property is, is an important part of that. It's a mutual agreement, and that's what, uh, I mean, raising property is something that can only be defended uh, by by force and certainly that is a factor when it comes to protecting things that are yours 
However, property is it's a mutual agreement, and it's like Dave was saying. If people didn't hold this mutual agreement to believe in the idea of property and to respect other people's property, then it would really be a free-for-all, and it would be you know the laws of the jungle out there. But luckily, we've managed to uh, rise above that and have come up with these wonderful concepts like rights and property and things like this that we mutually agree upon so we can raise ourselves up and continue to the, the process of evolution. I mean, what you're talking about, Ray, is, 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 is dev- uh, de-evolution or devolution. It is, uh, you know, going back to what was before the, you know, well, I'm bigger than you, so I'm going to take what's, uh, what's yours and screw any notion of, of actually having uh, any ownership. And you know what, Mark? Uh, the other thing about what's distur- the other thing disturbing about Ray's mindset of, well, I'm just going to play along uh, on the outside until I can uh, see my opportunity and then go and do whatever, you know, take something or do something else destructive. Uh, because I perceive that it would benefit me, and I think Dale's absolutely right that it's uh, it's short-sighted. Imagine what kind of relationships um, Ray's going to have over time if if he's with uh, manages to find a lady that's going to. Uh, to his mind will change. I just uh, I just I'm concerned about how his life's going to be until he until figures then. it out. Because yeah. it's going to be bad. Thanks, Ray, Mine for the was. call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Hour three's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training with Without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar. And get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free handgun. This is Free Talk. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It is the live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show. We are launching into the third hour, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archives, the bulletin board system, and more. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. And we will take your calls about absolutely anything. Plus, coming up, we return to the Christian side hug. Those of you just joining us, uh, perhaps in West Virginia tonight on WVTS or anybody else who uh, was not tuned in earlier, you didn't get the chance to hear any of the clips from this new rap phenomenon, the rap sensation that's... Screaming across the crowds of uh, youngsters in the Christian movement. This is a Christian rap group that uh, is essentially advocating that you, if you are hugging someone without being married to that person, if you're giving them a front hug, then you're doing something sinful. And in replacement of the front hug, you should be doing the Christian side hug. And some Christians are saying that the side hug is too, too much. That you just need to keep it to, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, high five action, and no more public displays of affection or anything like that. We'll get back to uh, to that here in a moment. And the toll free number is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But just moments ago, we just left a, a 
very disturbing phone call. It was by a young man who basically says that uh, he's a commie and he doesn't believe in property and that he's willing to put up a front, that he's willing to play along with most of the societal rules because, well, he doesn't want to be too overtly psychopathic and dangerous. But when he sees well, an he opportunity... he doesn't want to get caught. Yeah. Right, right. When he sees an opportunity, he will take it, which means that if he sees an opportunity to take something that is yours, he is willing to take it from you. And, Dale, you were talking about how it short-circuits... It's a short-circuiting of... Uh, I'm not sure exactly... Short-sighted. Short-sighted. Short- it seems okay. And, and if you don't think far in the future at all, and you're just like... If you're just thinking right in the moment, if I am better off right this moment, if I just take mm-hmm. some money as opposed to try to earn it legitimately and... And be concerned about what people, you know, the, well, fact the future that I try doesn't to work matter. With other people. Nothing yeah. matters, Dale. So yeah. why should I care about the future? I mean, this is his attitude. Yeah, it's for the same reasons that you care about right now is that you know it's totally, it might be totally self-centered, but you are better off in a in a society that res- where people respect each other and work together. We accomplish everything that the human race has accomplished by working together. Uh, and, and not and stabbing vi- each other and, in the back. Yeah, violence and disrespect for boundaries and, and disrespect for each other is contrary to those things that have built uh, the, the, everything of value in our society has come from, from, the, from, not, from rejecting those things. He doesn't believe in meaning, and I can tell you that uh, you will not find meaning by doing what he's talking about. I mean, if you want to have a meaningful relationship, you can't go into a meaningful relationship with a mentality of, I'm going to put up a front and then get away with a bunch of crap. Yeah. You know, then yeah. then it's find a, opportunities to take advantage. It's just incredibly short-sighted. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it, it can look good right this second, as long as you don't think about the ramifications at all in the long in the long term. The, and the ramifications and just, are: you're going to yeah. burn some bridges, you're going to piss some people off, you're going to ruin your reputation, and then you really will have nothing. And you will work at that point. You will figure out the value of morality because I did. I mean, I did all of this stuff that he's talking mm-hmm. about. I've lived that life. And I spent nine years in prison as a result. Now, I didn't do, I, you know, I, I, I may not have done exactly what I was charged with doing, but I yeah. got to the spot in the world and in time and space. You never would have been in that hotel room otherwise. Right. I wouldn't have been there where that guy died if it had to been for that. And, you know, I, I, I really I, I can only encourage you, Ray, please, for your own sake, because that's clearly the only one that you care about, for your own sake, be moral. Yeah. That's the one that counts. And, and because you are sh- you're short circuiting. That's the term I would use. You're short circuiting the process of getting what you want. In in be- in the belief that if you can just take it now, if it's there, if it's available, that if you just snatch and grab, that uh, that that will put you ahead. It doesn't work that way. And that's the process that you're short circuiting. You're short circuiting the process of advancing and uh, and and becoming more wealthy and actually attaining uh, significance. Uh, in your life and meaning and wealth, and it, it's all done. In my, one of the rules I live by is that in order to get what I want, and inevitably, yes, I do want things. I mean, I think everybody is everybody is inherently selfishly motivated. Obviously, we want to we want to wake up, we want to eat something, we want to go to sleep. We we want to take care of ourselves so we can experience this this wonderful life or the wonders that the life uh, this life can hold. And so, you know, everybody is, uh, is, is self-centered, and that's okay, but in order to get what you truly want in life, in order to accomplish any goal that you have, in order to reach your desires, you have to help other people reach theirs. You have to give people what they want. That's what well, providing it, a product just, or service in the marketplace it, is all it about. It comes to acknowledging that we just are so much more effective working together. In a, in a mutually beneficial fashion, then instead that rather than just totally on our own, 
We are creatures that, I mean, we evolve that way as social creatures that are capable of so much more uh, in that manner than we are if we if we act as, you know, absolutely like creatures that are completely, uh, you know, there are creatures that are that are isolated and that function well that way and they, they evolve that way. But Man not is, us. We're, we're not one of them. Creature, right. Very <laughs> social animals. Absolutely. In fact, you know, that's why I was calling him a sociopath earlier and it wasn't to call him names. It's because that's what he was that's advocating. That, that is advocating. how you that's the proper definition for the it's someone anti-social. of that attitude. Yeah, you know, so a sociopath. Yeah. So what the things he's talking about doing, the idea of taking advantage of a situation against somebody else's property or their person or something like that, is antisocial. And see, by very active expressing those 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 ideas and and saying that he totally feels okay with that, he's totally okay with using violence, with stealing, with doing whatever he wants to get what he wants. Like if I if I ever meet him in person or know him in person, I will not want to. I will have nothing to do with him. Absolutely. If someone comes to me and says, "Oh, should I hire this guy?" Hey, Absolutely no. not. Absolutely I mean, <laughs> not. You cannot trust this person. This person should be rejected from society until they uh, honestly and sincerely uh, earn some kind of sense of respectability for others, so that so that I might have some reason to to think that I can you know work with that person and trust that person again because I, I don't see it. And a great um, a, a great a great example of this is that people don't don't live in vacuums and bubbles. If you steal from somebody and they can't prove that you did it, they're still going to suspect you among the uh, the group. Likely in mm-hmm. in most circumstances, you only have to steal a few things for the before this this um, happens, and then they talk to people, and they tell people, and that ruins your reputation, ruins yeah. so many opportunities that you might have had in your life that you'll never know about. You'll never be able to prove it. It'll always be the world that did it to you. Doors closed. You're right. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, you know it it it's it's a perpetual victim cycle. People that steal don't have opportunities. So they steal, so they don't have opportunities, mm. so they steal, so they don't have opportunities, and then they've got the opportunity to sit in prison or for a die while. at the hands of, you know, the person right. that they were trying Somebody to steal from. Somebody puts little holes in their, in their big ego. You and, know? and you don't, and, and that's just, there's some people, even libertarians, I find, have this sense of, of, expe- of, of entitlement, of expectation that you have to like me unless I've specifically wronged you, and, and it's provable. And uh, that's a mistake because, no, I don't have to like anyone. That's the nature of freedom. I don't have to associate with you. And, and, and if I just have lots and lots of circumstantial evidence at some point, I'm just going to say, you know, it's just not worth the risk. I'm not going to, you know. I, 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 it's, we, can, we can reject someone for any reason whatsoever, you know. And I, I don't necessarily say that's a good thing, of course. I'm just saying I think that, that we should be as you know, inclusive as possible and as open as possible and, and have conversations. That's why I want to keep Ray on the line for sure. what, three full segments so we could talk about this. So even if Ray I'm just saying that, that, but, that but the, the cooperation of others is something you have to earn. Absolutely. You know, if you want people to help you and be in it with what you're doing, then, then that's something that has to be earned. I have to earn your trust. I have to convince you that, yes, I'm a trustworthy person. You know, when someone starts a job, there's, I'm sure there's always going to be a, 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 a breaking in period where you're kind of like, okay, can I trust? this person are they doing a good job are they are they showing up on time are they not taking money out of the cash register and so you have to earn you have to earn that 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 trust from people it's not an entitlement and then that might be an interesting question for ray is is has he ever worked a job 
I know that necessarily it's not necessarily the case that working a job is is going to completely change one's worldview. It may even fur- further his belief. You know, the CEOs are also sociopaths, so I should emulate them or whatever the heck it is that that he would end up being uh, believing about that. But I'm just curious. You know, he's still uh, still in college. Maybe we'll ask him the next time he calls in if I recall that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's talk about the Thanksgiving story because I think it it ties in here. I think we have a real good reason to bring it up now. Uh, the, the real Thanksgiving story from America. We'll try to either we'll either recount it or uh, pull it up. Yeah, I think LouRockwell.com has it. If not this year, from from an earlier year, we'll pull that up. And you probably didn't hear this one in government school. It's free talk live. Bring up whatever you want. If you're paying more than fourteen ninety five per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at fourteen ninety five per month, it's cheaper than dial up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and twenty four hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Some restrictions apply. Call one eight six six two get net. That's one eight six six the number two get net, or go to dslextreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Thanksgiving Day edition of the program, and we will take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. They include the bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Are you inter- interested in journalism and passionate about liberty and in the uh, you know college age bracket? Learn about print, broadcast, or investigative journalism by interning at newspaper, media networks, or state policy organizations. The program includes a week-long career workshop, a stipend, a housing, housing assistance, receive mentoring and job search assistance during and after your internship. Placements are available during spring, summer, and fall. I think spring's too late at this point. Apply for a, um, you know, the spring was by... Uh, Way too late. Yeah, November 15th. And, uh, but next spring... Summer is uh, January the 31st. So if you want a summer internship at uh, some media organizations, January 31st, get it done. It sounds like a great opportunity. Uh, so we continue here, and I want to talk about the Thanksgiving story. It's something that we tend to do every Thanksgiving on this program, just because it's such a great story. And if you've heard it before, well, you're going to hear it again. And, but if you're new to the show and you've not heard it, and, J- and Dale, it sounded to me like you've not necessarily heard this. Uh, maybe I haven't listened to FTL on Thanksgiving Day before. I, I, Pisk. Yeah, Pisk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so l- l- I'll just go ahead and share this with you. It's from Mises.org's Richard Maybury. Actually, it was written a decade ago. It's a, it's a good version of it. Uh, because this is not the version you get in the government schools. Now, what a shock. You mean the government school's version of Thanksgiving where the the pilgrims meet up with Squanto and the other Indians and they come together and Squanto shows them how to make uh, to plant corn and Squanto draw turkeys them, around their hands? I don't know. Yeah. Squanto shows them all kinds of things and then they have this wonderful Thanksgiving and everything is bountiful and plentiful and and great and la da da and the government is wonderful. Uh so here's the real story. Each year at this time, school children all over America are taught the official Thanksgiving story in newspapers, radio, TV, and magazines devote vast amounts of time and space to it. It's all very colorful and fascinating. It's also very deceiving. The official story is nothing like what really happened. It's a fairy tale, a whitewashed and sanitized collection of half-truths which divert attention away from Thanksgiving's real meaning. 
The official story has the pilgrims boarding the Mayflower, coming to America, and establishing the Plymouth Colony in the winter of 1620-21. to 21. The first winter is hard, and half the colonists die. But their survivors are hard-working and tenacious, and they learn new farming techniques from the Indians. Squanto. The harvest of 1621 is bountiful. As a result, the pilgrims hold a celebration. They give thanks to God. They're grateful for the wonderful new abundant land that he has given them. Now, the official story then has the pilgrims living more or less happily ever after, each year repeating the first Thanksgiving. Other early colonies also have hard times at first, but they soon prosper and adopt the annual trans, uh, tradition of giving thanks for this prosperous new land called America. The problem with the official story is that the harvest of 1621 wasn't bountiful, nor were the colonists hardworking or tenacious. 1621 was a famine year, and many of the colonists were lazy thieves, like our earlier caller. In his history of Plymouth Plantation, the governor of the colony, William Bradford, reported that the colonists went hungry for years because they refused to work in the fields. Why work when you can steal things? Why work when somebody else is working over there and you can just take his stuff? It's not his, after all. No one believes in property. He says the colony was riddled with corruption and with confusion and discontent. The crops, can you imagine how confusing and, uh, ang- and, and angry, uh, or confusing it might be and how angry you might be if uh, someone was just taking the crap that you worked for? You didn't know who they were? They were just taking your stuff? The crops were small. Why would you want to go back to work the next day? And that's why they were starving. The crops were small because much was stolen by night and day before it became scarce eatable. In the harvest feasts of 1621 and 22, all had their hungry bellies filled, but only briefly. The prevailing condition during those years was not the abundance, the official story claims. It was famine and death. The first Thanksgiving was not so much a celebration as it was the last meal of condemned men. But in subsequent years, something changes. The harvest of 1623 was different. Suddenly, instead of famine, now God gave them plenty, wrote Bradford. And the face of things was changed, he said, to the rejoicing of the hearts of many, for which they bless God. Thereafter, he wrote, any general want or famine hath not been amongst them since to this day. Big change. In fact, in 1624, so much food was produced that the colonists were able to begin exporting corn. What happened? Did the Clearly thieves, a huge change, right? Did the thieves just decide to up and go away and everything just got wonderful again? Well, after the poor harvest of 1622, writes Bradford, they began to think about how they might raise as much corn as they could and obtain a better crop. They began to question their form of economic organization. And this had required that all profits and benefits that are got by trade, working, fishing, or any other means, were to be placed in the common stock of the colony, and that all such persons as are of this colony, are to have their meat, drink, apparel, and all provisions out of the common stock. A person was to put into the common stock all that he could and take out only what he needed. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Communism. Yes. Uh, was it, who was it, Marx that said, uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his need? Was that Marx? I'm I getting that's right. I believe you're right. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's essentially an, a communistic economic uh, structure wherein everybody who's working has to throw everything into a, a central repository, and then it's meted out to everybody else. And it's, it, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. You know, we're all going in on this project together. Let's just share, um, you know, whatever it is that we, uh, you know, we get out of it. And I can tell you, you know, at my house, we, it, it's a communistic setup. We share everything. 
but that's only a few people and there's you know it's it, it's it's pretty clear you know there's only three people and I'll tell you my son who's 20 months old doesn't really have a lot of say in it yeah. so sometimes it happens at my house and it's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah, but, right, but so not too bad. Not when too you're not bad. expecting to spend, when you haven't committed to spend your life with somebody, then it starts to get a little irritating. You know, why are they eating my food? Exactly. And so to rectify the situation, or excuse me, um, there's a little more here. So this from each according to his ability, each to each according to his need, was an early form of socialism. And it's why the pilgrims were starving. Bradford writes that young men are most able and fit for labor and service complained uh, that are most able to f- and fit, complained about being forced to spend their time and strength to work for other men's wives and children. Also, the strong, or man of parts, has no more in division of victuals and clothes than that was uh, than he that was weak. So the young and strong refused to work, and the total amount of food produced was never adequate. See, it'd be nice for the communists to have people's human nature change. And that, or even uh, their you know. calorie, um, you know, need. The fact is, a guy who's 220 pounds, six foot two, he needs more calories than your, you know, your average 110 pound woman. Yeah, but you could still say that. Well, if everybody would change their human nature and that they would just start giving of themselves endlessly until everyone else is satiated, then uh, then everything would be fine. But unfortunately, when you deal it's really with not rea- the nature of hunger, I right. think when you deal with reality. Of- the lack of uh, respect for property, I think, is it really fails to acknowledge how how our abundant where abundance comes from. I mean, that's what it comes down to is when someone says that you know there's these, all these houses here. Why can't we just move into them? People who need them, and they're failing to acknowledge that someone busted their butt to make bring that house into existence, and they didn't do it for no reason. I mean, they did it so they could live in it themselves, for instance, and. You know, or they, sell it so that they can. Or you sell know, it so they can get a house somewhere else. I mean, right. people don't just walk away from them. It's not to say that there's anything wrong with giving or building a house for somebody or doing anything from. Uh, well, let's come back with more. It's free talk live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is the live Thanksgiving Day edition of the program. We'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. We're telling the uh, the real story of Thanksgiving, and we'll continue that in moments. But first, I want to tell you that if you're looking for liberty in your lifetime, look no further than the Free State Project. Well, go ahead. Look further. See if see what else you can find. See if you can find a better opportunity to achieve freedom in your lifetime. Go to freestateproject.org to learn about the, the concept that is bringing thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people together to the same geographic location in order to get active for freedom. It's already started with hundreds of people that have made the move here to New Hampshire. Thousands will be making the move, and we want you to be a part of it at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So we're telling you about the real story of Thanksgiving, and it is very different from the one that you hear in government schools, wherein oh, the pilgrims, they, you know, they met up with the Indians, the Indians taught them how to grow some crap, and then uh, everything was great. Maze. Rah, rah, rah. Well, truth is, uh, according to the story, according to documents by William Bradford, the governor of uh, the Plymouth Colony, 
back in 1621 and 1622, uh, things were pretty bad, real bad, like starvation, famine, death, all kinds of awful things. And it turns out that it's because of how they'd economically organized. They were essentially running on a socialist system or a communistic uh, kind of distribution system wherein people were expected to work and they were expected to take the fruits of their labor and put them all together into the common stock. Then you were only to take out from the common stock what you needed. So what usually happens in these situations and what happened here was that all of a sudden people got real needy. And not so interested in necessarily providing for anybody else. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm hurt. Oh, oh, I can't, I can't get out in the fields today. I'm, oh, I'm hurting so bad. I'm just gonna need some of this food here, and I'm gonna need some of this medicine, and I'm gonna need some of these blankets, clothes. Oh, oh, oh! I can't go tomorrow either. This is gonna last for a while. It's funny how how incredibly not very productive and how incredibly needy people become when it, when you have that sort of policy in place. And of course, people also stole from the common stock as well, or they 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 just took what they needed. And so the people that were producing, the people that were out there tending the fields and doing things that were productive, basically threw up their hands and they said, "Well, the hell with." this if all these people can just lay around and do nothing and take all of the things that we're producing why should we produce as much we're not getting anything out of this anything more if we produce more we don't get more so why should we do anything you could say well they should because it's the right thing to do well (laughs) you could say anything you want that doesn't make it true that doesn't make it work it is nice to give people things and there's nothing sharing's great Uh, it's absolutely it's it's really such a it's screwed up in the sense that if it's if it's true, like if if you believe that people are good in their in their inherent nature, then you don't need communism. And if you don't believe that people are good in their inherent nature, then it doesn't work. So yes. so either way, it really makes no sense to to the, you know it's it, regardless of what you think about human nature, it makes no sense to do it to to think communism is going to help anyone. And it wasn't. It wasn't working. People were dying. Thieving was happening. It was awful. So they changed it in 1623. Bradford abolished socialism. He gave each household in the colony a parcel of land and told them they could keep what they produced. Wow. Pretty radical, huh? Or trade it away as they saw fit because it was theirs. It's their property. They get to do with it as they please, which means some would trade, some would keep, some would trade and keep, some would do what you know, whatever the hell they wanted with it. And golly gee... That worked out. That's the definition of private property. In other words, he replaced socialism with a free market, and that was the end of famines. Many early groups of colonists set up socialist states, all with the same terrible results. At Jamestown, established in 1607, out of every shipload of settlers that arrived, less than half would survive their first 12 months in America. Most of the work was being done by only one-fifth of the men. The other four-fifths chose to be parasites. Again, why work? In the winter of 1609 to 10, called the Starving Time in Jamestown, the population fell from 500 to 60. Then the Jamestown colony was converted to a free market as well, and the results were every bit as dramatic as those at Plymouth. In 1614, Colony Secretary Ralph Hamer wrote that after the switch, there was, quote, plenty of food, which every man by his own industry may easily and doth procure. He also said that when the socialist system had prevailed that, quote, we reaped not so much corn from the labors of 30 men as three have done for themselves now. Now, I think that's a pretty powerful quote. We have we reaped not so much corn from the labors of 30 men back then under the old system of communal distribution 
forced communal dis- distribution, which is different from the voluntary charity and giving. 30 men produced what three men produced in the free market system. And they did it on their own volition, those three men. Because they had something to profit from. They had their families to, to, to feed. So before these free markets were established, the colonists had nothing for which to be thankful. They were in the same situation as the Ethiopians are today and for the same reasons. But after free markets were established, the resulting abundance was so dramatic that the annual Thanksgiving celebrations became common throughout the colonies. And in 1863, Thanksgiving became a national holiday. Thus, the real reason for Thanksgiving deleted from the official story, is that socialism does not work. The one and only source of abundance is free markets. And we thank God that we live in a country where we can have them. That from Richard Maybury at Mises.org. Outstanding. A great story because, well, that's apparently how it really happened. Unlike what they tell you in the socialist government schools where their interest are to get you to believe that government is necessary and that uh, these silly wealth redistribution schemes are somehow appropriate and welcome. And they force the kids to uh, you know, take all of their new school supplies, throw them in a box, yes. and then everybody gets to share of the, uh, of the stuff. Mm, yeah, that works. So there you have it, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, the real story of Thanksgiving. So had you heard that before, Dale? You were I, I have, actually. Yeah. I didn't realize that was, that was uh, what you were talking about. Good I story, huh? Enough. I think I read it myself so, a while uh, back. So you're welcome to comment on that or bring up whatever you want. But we still have the side hug to return to here. We've been talking about it. All night long, we started the show with this, thanks to Jason Osborne uh, and also uh, the, the folks over at the Huffington Post who, who put this video out that somebody found from a conference called the EG Conference. Now, the definition of this uh, from their website, egconference.org, is a conference for youth, young adults, and youth pastors. We believe more than ever that now is the time to commission this generation into their purpose in God. Now is the time for them to bring the power, authenticity, and relevance of Jesus Christ to their culture. And it goes on to blather on about that. But that's where there's a lot of uh, uh, you know modern day buzzwords. What's that now? They're going to use a lot of modern day buzz buzzwords. Oh, I don't know. It's actually not that much longer, but I don't want to read the rest of it. Relevance of Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so so this was a conference, and it's a yearly thing. And at this conference, they had this rap group that got out and sang a song about the side hug. Because apparently, to Christians, at least some Christians these days, hugging is inappropriate, unless you're married. I, why does anyone associate this with Jesus? I mean, he didn't sound like such a prude to me. I mean, he was really yeah. friendly to prostitutes. He he kind of had this foot fetish thing going on with, uh, was it Mary Mag? No, not Mary Mag. Uh, the pro- who was the prostitute that washed his Washing feet with feet, her tears? Yeah. I don't and remember the name. he sat there and let her do that. I mean... I was thought, I thought it was sounding kind of kinky myself. So we're gonna uh, gonna share this with you here a little bit uh, more from the Christian side hug. Give me that Christian side hug. Give me that Christian side hug. I'm a married man. You know I can't hold hands. Front hug all day long with no other demands. But I ask for all of you until you say I do. No front hug in or PDA or your easy time is through. But <laughs> until you so, say I do. No front hug in or PDA. PDA, public display of yeah. affection until you're, and, I, and we weren't sure what the last part was until you're, I think he says until you're, excuse me, or your EG time is through. The conference is the EG conference. That's where they're performing. So basically what he's saying is, 
I'm a married man. I can hug all I want. The His rest wife, of you least. kids, the rest of you guys here, uh, you're all too, you know, no, those of you who are not married, you better not be hugging here or you're done at this EG conference. And, you know, you're also against God and God hates you. And going to hell. You know, I think that the, the, the most dangerous, dumbest part of this is that basically they're telling kids, get married so you can have sex. Let's I talk mean, about that in a moment here at 800-259-9231. We'll also have time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. This is the Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. Right. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this, the Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. We're taking your calls as we always do. We'll be live tomorrow night and Saturday night as we always are. So please join us then and join us for the remaining uh, moments of the show and dial in at 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, uh, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to become an amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And we can do it all for 3 bucks a month uh, with your help at amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, AMP-only podcast, and more. It's all there at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, we have been... And I said in the beginning of the show that I didn't want to play the entire song. It looks like we're probably going to play most all the song, but thankfully not all in a row. We've stretched it out throughout the entire show tonight. It's the Christian side hug. It seems like it's laughable. It almost seems like a hoax, but this is real. It was recorded at the EG Conference, which is a yearly event uh, out in California to essentially you know, bring people that are young in the Christian organized religion movement together and, and fully in, indoctrinate them further and play rap music to them that encourages them to stop hugging on well, that's the front. How you communicate with the uh, the younger generation you know you gotta yeah got a gotta rough rider it, it seems to me to they would have the sense well maybe i shouldn't think that to 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 not overplay you know when they go Overplay, Dale, this this is God. God's (laughs) demand is that you not touch anybody until you've married them. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's like you said, this is getting so ridiculous that they must realize that people are not taking them seriously because of it. Some people who who might have taken them kind of seriously when they're saying don't have sex before marriage because you don't want to, you know, an unplanned pregnancy outside of marriage and... You know, there's things, there's reasons for some of that stuff and everything, but and it's getting so silly now that you would you would almost think that they would realize that people are not going to take them seriously. Well, maybe that's why they've crooked their it's hats so to the ridiculous. side. ridiculous. <laughs> right? Maybe that's why they've crooked their hats to the side and have uh, done themselves up like gangster rappers, so they can be taken in by uh, by that crowd. But Mark, you wanted to comment briefly on the idea of marriage and well, this being this permission slip to. Um, 
right. the, 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 the prohibition on uh, sex before marriage. And I understand, like, I, I've got a kid. I understand why it is that, that uh, you know, this is a, a motivation. But this prohibition on sex before marriage, uh, essentially... No, no, no hugs either. Hugs, hugs, right. kisses, the whole thing. Here, PDAs, uh, period, no holding hands. Right, nothing um, is... It incentivizes young males. It tells them, and I don't know what it's like for young females, but I'm going to assume it incentivizes them in some similar way. But young males to say, you know, like, I'm going to get married so I can have sex. I'm going to find the the hottest yeah. Christian chick I can and get married to her as quickly as I can in order to have sex with her because that is what I want to do. It's as a very if, bad motivation for entering right. into such a commitment. Yep. Stupidest reason I've ever heard for getting married. Um, you know, I mean, really, parents, think for a second. Is this what you want for your child? To get into a marriage that you then pressure them to stay in, because Jesus will want them to stay in the marriage, too. Yeah. With somebody that perhaps they're not best suited for um, early on in their life, uh, so that they don't have, or so that they don't have sex outside of marriage. I mean, really, wouldn't it be better if they just had a series of monogamous relationships and then entered into a marriage as uh, you know an educated adult as I opposed so. to a kid straight out of mom's house? And I mean, yeah, seriously, seems wh- like a no-brainer. Which but... which one of these scenarios is really the worst? I, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's it's the extremist position. It's very extremist. They you know. Don't ever have sex with anyone, and and except this one person at this one time, and 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 it's, you know, instead of just thinking about it rationally and explaining to to people why you shouldn't, you know, what you know some reasons why you shouldn't maybe have a lot of casual sex with strangers, which could would be a more moderate position right. of 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 you know exercise moderation and pregnancy. common sense and yeah. you know use condoms if you do have sex and it th- I mean it's those are persuasive uh, things to say I think that that should be the way it's approached but this this the, is a, the truth I think is is it tends to be more persuasive yeah. because there's sincerity behind it I I just this is so ridiculous it is let's continue though there's more through, but, uh, some of y'all slick try to pull this trick your hug starts from the side but so if you end up here, then go ahead and scream it. It's hard to understand what he he's saying to, there. He's talking about tricking someone where you, you make it look like you're going to side hug and then you, then you front hug them. That's right. It's like rape. <laughs> yeah. When I hug people, I leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think that's the funniest line in the, uh, the entire thing. I hug people with. When I hug people, I leave room for the Holy Spirit, meaning that uh, you've got to leave a little room between you and the other person, so Jesus can be in there. Jesus, Jesus made the claim that Jesus never gave anyone a front hug. Where is right. that in the Bible, Mark? You've read it several times. Where is it in the Bible that Jesus only side-hugged people? Well, the, the people people that believe the Bible as the unerring word of God will not believe me when I say that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene, and there's a lot of evidence for that, and that she was a you know a part of their disciple group and you know a, a very spiritual woman. But you know they just want to believe that the Bible came down, descended from heaven, and that it wasn't, uh, you know, there wasn't an editing job on it or anything like that. I think it's absolutely ludicrous um, that this guy can make a claim <laughs> that Jesus never gave anyone a front hug. We don't know whether Jesus ever gave anyone a front well, hug. Well, wait, no, wait. now the claims are about Jesus. Uh, some of the claims are that he was performing miracles, that he was healing the sick, right? Uh, so presumably that meant that sick people were coming to him and saying, hey, Jesus, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling too good here. Can you help me out? Are we supposed to believe that Jesus never comfor- comforted anybody with a front hug? Well, I mean, it's just did, ludicrous. If he did, he left room for the Holy Spirit. Right. 
it just that reminds me of someone who you know said I'm saving my hugs for a certain person, and I'm like, you run out? When did you? I've never run out right. of hugs. Exactly. Like there's a limited amount of them. You know, you can't. You know, don't don't, don't just sling them out indiscriminately. Well, it's apparently you got to save them for the right people. Right. It's evil to just give people hugs willy nilly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's, I, I I I guess we are to draw the conclusion that uh, Jesus is also a rough rider. Uh, I mean, you know, this this guy claims rough to rider. right. He he's, <laughs> claims to only hug the way Jesus hugs. So one yeah. would assume that when he claims to be a rough rider, that Jesus must have been a rough rider, whatever that means, and. Um, you know, the, the apparent I, the the part yeah. about the gunshots and the sounds uh, like more the sirens, to me. The cop sirens in the song. That's what bothers me the very most about this. Um, that they try so hard to be gangster rap that they're willing to put gunshots, which to me maybe the means sirens violence. and the gunshots and everything is sort of a, trying to associate front hugs with crime. Maybe it's like associating it with criminal behavior. I don't know. All right, let's continue here. There's a little more. I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't screened this part yet, so they could get very vulgar on us. You know, they are rappers. I kept thinking they said fill me up with Chrysler, but uh, they actually say fill me up with Christ's love. Apparently, though, if Christ were to actually hug them, they would want to back away, right? Like if they actually met Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, if Jesus Christ came down in a bolt of lightning and appeared in front of them and said, although that would Jesus come down in a bolt of lightning? I don't know. But uh, if he came down and appeared in front of them and said, I love you. And held out his arms. They would they say, "Yo, yo, yo, dog! No front, no PDAs." <laughs> what would they say? I, whatever they said, it would be, it would sound very stupid, like the rest of this rap song does. Yes. So, yo, I, yo, dog! I know Jesus never done that. Right? Well, they, they know Jesus Christ. would never right. do that. You, so. You're the Antichrist. <laughs> trying to hug me. These people. Oh my God! The, the temptation of the front hug—it's just too much for a child to bear. For a young person going through that 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 time of blooming into adulthood, that front hug is just too much temptation to bear. Are you allowed to hug your kids? I, they haven't addressed that one. I, I mean, you preserve. Preserve. I can't believe you would even think about that. <laughs> well, I would assume that wrong you were with you um, because you know they they're the the guy's claiming in there that he's able to hug his wife, his wife right. because he's married to her, and so the, I would think that you okay. would certainly be able to. That show. is child abuse. Just checking. Hugging your children. I'll tell you what. If you're I, front hugging your children. That is child abuse and and child porn. I am. Why don't you post pictures of hugging your <laughs> child on the internet? And, I am one of those then because I love giving Jack hugs and giving him kisses and stuff like that. Perv. You're just bringing him to. You Satan. are a perv. He's a rough writer filled up with Christ. It does sound like Chrysler, yeah. <laughs> Crowd loves it. There goes the gunshots. They just oh, and they fell down dead. dead. They, and there's a siren. They all got oh, shot. Oh, they're so gangsta. Yeah, at the, at the very end there, they all get popped <laughs> and they die at the end of the song. That's so gangsta. What is that? What? That's so hip and cool and gangsta. I don't know what to even say about that part. <laughs> I don't think they know what to say about it. It just makes them just, sound. You they're know, just trying to fit the fit the more role. pop culture. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. The Thanksgiving Day edition of Free Talk Live. Don't forget, give everybody side hugs now. No more. Up. Oh, going to hell if you give somebody a front hug. Naughty, naughty front huggers. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night. And of course, uh, 
We didn't have time to say what we're thankful for. I am uh, thankful for everybody that listens to and participates in this show, all the advertisers, affiliates, and everybody else. We're out of time, so see you tomorrow night. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com.